0: Hello, and welcome to Ideology, the industrial design podcast. My name is Wojtek Hovys and for this week's episode, I sat down with Mikoyi Viviura, whom you might know from one of our previous episodes. Mikoyi is a senior designer at MindSailers. We had a conversation on what it is like for a designer to work on a multitude of projects from different industries, how that affects their experience, expertise, and how such experience helps shape a good team of designers. You can listen to more episodes of Ideology and stay up to date with new releases on our YouTube channel, Spotify, and popular podcast platforms. I highly recommend visiting mindsellers.com and joining our newsletter as well. Mikołaj, hi. Today um, we're going to talk about being a versatile product designer. Uh, you're a senior uh, industrial designer here at MindCellers, so uh, I know you have uh, a lot of experience in uh, many different industries, with many different products, with many different clients. I'm sure you'll have uh, a lot to uh, to add to that. Our clients often come to us with expertise in their field, with a product, with a technology or whatever. Usually they're way better experts at this narrow field than we are, but still their field is somewhat narrow how can uh how is working with such experts from different industries uh, is it something difficult for someone who is an expert not so narrow in a wider range of industries uh
1: well as usual it depends okay (laughs) because um once the client uh went through the industrial design process it's quite easy for him to jump into this process once once again
0: so you mean if such a client has experience in working with an external uh, yes. team?
1: Yes, because they know what can they expect okay. from from external services, such as industrial design company. Um, but usually uh, when a company reaches us, it's their first or second attempt to, to design a product from scratch. And that's uh, usually something that they don't know what to expect okay they don't know what to expect which what kind of results they get after uh, after the the the
0: period of time of working on on their product so it's like uh, you could say it's less about expertise in engineering or design and kind of more about expertise in uh, in the workflow or in the process of developing a new product
1: Yes, because developing a new product in every brand uh, or every branch of of, uh, of market is nearly the same. Okay. Because we have to to know what we want to design. We have to know uh, whom we are designing for. Um, and we have to know uh, what is the at least estimated budget. Yeah. For for the project, and for the end product that we are going to deliver. So these four, maybe five factors are nearly uh, the same uh, in each uh, industry. Okay. But um, of course, there are some little details that differentiate these different projects. For example, in medical. Um, instruments or medical products mm. we have to look at standards at some um sophisticated um laboratory tests okay. and and so on so we have to include this into the process so that the end product will um will meet be, those standards will, will meet yeah. those standards will comply with them
0: sure but the general process of development uh, for the new product uh, it's like you say more or less the same yes,
1: it's more or less the same uh, because the technologies involved um, like manufacturing technologies um, are are similar. this is not very big difference. The difference is
0: in at the end of the process, so uh, my guess, as I have a lot less experience than you in in this industry, would be that um clients who uh, come to us for services uh, probably expect uh, to find a company that has a lot of experience in their specific niche maybe or do those clients especially the ones you mentioned who are maybe doing their first product or maybe their second product they don't yet have a lot of experience with the process uh, do they expect to find a company with a broad um, design experience, or rather narrow in their specific field.
1: Um, usually, companies think that um, when having uh, a, a, a company, a partner that have that has the same experience that they have, is a good partner for them. Because um, when they want to design, for example, a car, yeah, they will approach a company that had designed a lot of cars before. Um, But the car industry is a bit different because they have much more narrow field of expertise because the project itself is difficult because you have to design lights, you have to design a drive chain. The
0: car is basically a ton of of products all merged into one.
1: Um, So that's why uh, these companies are uh, usually, looking for just the style or styling in external
0: companies. Oh, okay. Um, oh, let, let's simplify. What if a company wants to make um, a a toaster? Are they looking for companies that has experience in designing toasters?
1: <laughs> and you you got to the point because when we want to design a 100th toaster, yeah, um, it's not possible to make a living as a company <laughs> <laughs> or make a profit as a company just by designing
0: toasters. Yeah, and probably if you would have to design a 100 toasters in your career, then the 100th toaster either would be exactly the same as the last 50 or something totally not rem- rem- reminding a toaster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe yes, but this drives creativity because once you get uh, 10 same looking toasters you are bored of that yeah and you begin to think how might it look differently or work differently well
0: not only look right because we also well i'm not sure if it would be the same in the case of toasters but um using technologies that are maybe not standard in some industry uh, leads to innovation right
1: yes this drives innovation and that uh, those factors like um, another function or enhanced function, functionality uh, comes after doing different designs for different companies.
0: Yeah. Um, so not only you have a uh, uh, sort of a wider perspective or more space for your crea- creativity as a designer, but also as an engineer to use different for
1: sure, yes, for sure, because we are, f- sometimes we are forced to find different technology, because uh, the technology that we would recommend uh, as the first choice of technology um, for our client might not, might not be sufficient, mm-hmm. because of the economy, because of the uh, a- mm, amount of produced uh, goods, because they are going to produce for example, 1,000 uh, products in a year. Uh, and we would recommend them to um, to manufacture it in, in a way that is more for hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Um, so we have to look for different technologies to make their products possible. But of course, it has some advantage- advantages as well as disadvantages.
0: Yeah, sure. Well, um, I'm, I'm sure that... Um, for uh, uh, sure, at least I get the, the impression that clients, um, the first thing that comes to mind when they think about working with an industrial design studio like ours is the, not necessarily the technology part you, you just uh, talked about, but mainly the, the look, the design, right? Because that's something visual when you, I don't know, search the web for a company that does industrial uh, design. Usually the exterior design comes mm-hmm. up and in fact it's it seems to me like it's more about actually the mechanical and the engineering than the styling um, which is also yeah this there's a term that form follows function and
1: yeah. function follows the, the form um, but yes uh, i think that there is a space in this area for the design there is a space for each of the companies like hours, like we deliver not only the, uh, the style, the, the external design, but we also uh, deliver the internal design, like yeah. the mechanical design,
0: electronics.
1: electronics, the idea on how the product might
0: not only look, but also work and be manufactured. Yeah. Mm, well, but that's also, uh, I mean, I, I guess every aspect only benefits. From working on uh, different industries, right They're like you can also not only incorporate the technology from one industry from one industry into another but also some aesthetics or some solutions in the exterior design. you can use something you've see, you, you did for one industry and get inspired by it in another
1: right right um, right, and that 's totally true because we take from one design. A project into another. The ideas um, that might never happen in the industry that we we might be focused on yeah. are translated from another industry, from another uh, from another project, another idea, mm. from another technology into the product um, that benefits from that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, MindSailors started as uh, a company that was making hundreds of pendrives. Okay, <laughs> so we were there. That's okay. MindSailors. So I didn't know that we we started as designing just a one type of product. Okay, um, that's interesting. But uh, but it was a cooperation. So so MindSailors was an internal design studio for a bigger company. Okay, that's why we could focus
0: on. Uh, on such a small scale of of uh, of so uh, at that of products <laughs> uh, you are experts in uh, uh, n- a narrow specific field of pen drives yes yes <laughs> so
1: so basically some some quite impressive uh, uh, awards came uh, for Uh, or or because of the fact that we were experts in making pendrives. Okay. But uh, afterwards, uh, MindSailor switched into more um, external design studio, a separate company. And then, um, as an example, the Dice Plus happened. Yeah. Um, And the Dice Plus was a different product. It wasn't a pendrive. Yeah. But the ideas that were... And this small world of electronics came from pendrives into a hardware gaming product. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it was not a platform, a platform. Yeah? yeah. So these ideas like mechanical small little hinges or s- small ports or putting a lot of electronics into a really small volume, um, where, not possible, I believe, but mm-hmm. they they wouldn't be possible without this expertise in in
0: in pendrives. Mm. Who knows? Maybe someone designing the new PlayStation also started with pendrives. <laughs> uh, maybe yes, <laughs> or maybe
1: with being a fisherman. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, sure. Um, do you have your own um, sort of maybe not preferred industry, but is there an industry? <clears throat> That you like specifically like on working on products from that industry.
1: Yes, Um, this is the medical one.
0: Okay. Um, So medical industry, you've mentioned it before with the safety regulations and additional uh, steps in a development process. um, Yes, but
1: regarding the certification, the the tests that or the standards uh, that have to be mm, that these products have to comply with. Yeah um are usually at the end of the journey of the project so so usually the client uh has his own um team mm-hmm. that uh, works 100 percent time just on the certification because it's that that's hard yeah so that's okay. how it hard it is um but um Designing the product that is in medical is uh, more satisfying for me as a designer because I know that I'm going to design a product that will help people um, Okay, enhance their live their living yeah. or improve their health so, so, it's,
0: so it's not your favorite because of the uh, more complex process. It's because of the m- meaning and function of the product
1: definitely yes okay it's definitely more satisfying to deliver uh, a product that would help one single person than making a product that is a rubbish for a million
0: yeah 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 sure (laughs) um okay so um when we say that uh we have a lot of designs in our portfolio and they're from Every single industry almost. So is it like every engineer or designer in this team has their own sort of industry expertise or how does it work uh, with specific team members? Hmm. It's um,
1: quite a tough question to answer. Okay. (laughs) Because... um, uh, gathering these people into, into a team is uh, quite a sophisticated and time-consuming process. Because okay. once you get into the industrial design uh, industry, mm-hmm. um, you have to, I believe, forget about being a, an expert in a narrow field. Okay. You have to open your eyes, you have to open your mind um to learn every single day things that you have never expected to learn before yeah, yeah. um so we are our common uh our common sense or uh, what we have in common yeah. is something that we have uh open minds and we have uh really big eagerness to learn new things. So this is something that is a a baseline for
0: the industrial designer. But But I'm sure there's something like you could say that um, you're specifically good at or that your expertise is something.
1: Yes, and this is what I'm going to say (laughs) because uh, each of us in the team has uh, their own strengths. Um, As in psychology, as in, you know, Uh, when you you know something about people you know that they have their strengths and their weaknesses and we try to enhance those strengths and work as a team on these weaknesses so once um, some people are not good at Mm. I don't know, for example sketching yeah. You don't have to be a really good sketch, uh, uh, sketcher yeah. to be a good designer because you are good at different things. Okay. So we have experts in more humanistic approach. Um, they can ask difficult questions that can lead to better understanding of the project because we have to ask these questions and we have to know the answers. Mm-hmm. So if we are more, if we were more mm, sort of technical guys that expect only the list of things to do, we we will do this. But I don't know if this product would met the initial requirements that were in the heads of of the the expectations,
0: yeah, or, or, or the or, or was it the, uh, the expected result? Okay, okay. sort of. Mm. So, you mean that uh, um, some might be more technical and like to calculate and analyze data uh, and information, and others are more, have a more artistic approach, look for uh, solutions in form or material or. Each of it. Yeah. Uh, There's a
1: pretty nice term about it, it's a holistic approach, uh, yeah. because we take all small pieces from, from the near field of the design uh, subject mm-hmm. and the far, uh, far ideas that might never come uh, to, to the mind okay. if we weren't diverse okay. in the team. So it's about, about a broad
0: perspective. Yes, it's the all subject. about a
1: broad perspective. Uh, of course, sometimes um, we have to switch into our not very expertise fields, <laughs> sort of, because um, we have projects on different stages. And sometimes uh, people who are good at research, for example, have to jump into the conceptual phase or have mm-hmm. to jump into more um, mechanical phase, um, but of course they have help from more experience and more uh, advanced in these field.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you, uh, you said the medical industry is your favorite. Do you have a, uh, an industry maybe that is most challenging for you whenever it, you come across it?
1: Mm. Well, I think that every project is a challenge for sure uh, and it should be but the most challenging uh industry is for me it's industrial machinery okay um, why is that because of the constraints that we have okay usually when we design for industrial machinery we have to design another rectangular object <laughs>
0: Okay, because the form factor is similar in… Yes, Uh,
1: exactly. And uh, to build uh, the machine that is unique, that presents the uh, concepts, the ideas behind the the brand that we are designing for, Mm -hmm. um, it's quite uh, of a challenge. Because we have to think of how to break this form, this rectangular. Basically, it's more or less ninety percent of designs that is rectangular. a rectangular form. How to break it yeah. uh, into shape that looks not so rectangular, yeah. <laughs> but still remains uh, the um, functionality, it's production cost, th- and production costs. Yeah. Yes, the, the the functionality is easy, mm. but but the manufacturing cost mm, is pretty important in this field I think it's one of the most important things because uh, in this machinery industry uh, margins are not so big because mm. you have to invest a lot of money into manufacturing these goods yeah so that the people can buy it so um, and these are usually workhorses they mm. don't have to look
0: pretty yeah uh,
1: they have to be um stable robust versatile
0: you know you so can name that, it that's what they need to project with their looks that they're robust that they're stable yes. strong yes but
1: i've got one uh, one story about about why design matters um because we were visiting one of our uh contractors mm-hmm they were not our customers because they didn't manufacture the machines they yeah. were using them okay but um, as just as an example on how design can enhance their business was by uh, looking at their old facility or
0: manufacturing
1: mm-hmm. uh, site and the new one
0: because they so had you were able to see both
1: yes we were able to see both because they They've just launched their new uh, manufacturing facility with brand new machines that were looking like they uh, really cost a lot of money. (laughs) Uh, And they did, in fact. Um, But the the fun fact is that they uh, brought some new clients into their company and uh, they could... um, (laughs) quote projects with two times bigger margins when they their clients were visiting their new uh, facility. They were like running tests.
0: Yes, they were
1: line running tests.
0: And uh, checking what sort of prices they can get yes. when showing the old facility and the yes. new facility. And for the
1: similar projects,
0: for the similar scope of work, they were
1: able to put two times the margin just based, Just on, the based on the look of yeah.
0: the of the facility. So yeah, that is a fun fact. That's interesting.
1: This is something that
0: uh, taught th- taught us something. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, like we've been uh, to some uh, trade fairs this year in Europe and and in the U.S. and a couple of them were uh, different kinds of industrial machines. And uh, when we talked to companies that. Um, already did invest in a uh, in nice design of their machines. That's exactly what they said, that it's, it drives the margins and it uh, projects a sort of image that makes um, the brand sort of more approachable or trustworthy. Maybe trustworthy is the right word. Cause you said that those machines need to show that they're robust, that they're strong, that they won't break and that they will do their job for ages, right?
1: Yes. And that's why when we are going to make impression, we wear suits. We are not wearing t-shirts and, yeah. uh, and jeans.
0: I forgot my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, so not a big deal. Okay, so let's circle back to working with different industries, but mm, not in the sense of designing mm-hmm. uh, or any engineering work, but in the sense of working with the engineers and the clients themselves. Okay. Um, uh, like we said, they are experts in their fields. So um, I assume that working with a company that, for example, does a product that's highly focused on, let's say, PCB engineering or or, or something uh, that is more on the technical side mm-hmm. and less on the uh, exterior design, for example. Okay. Um, I assume working with such a client, with an engineer on that side, is sort of a different experience or a different process than talking with someone who needs a consumer product, uh, which whose sales largely are affected by the exterior design. So they're very focused on how the product will look. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, would you say that they're the same client, that's the same workflow, or do you also specialize in working with not only in an industry on a type of product, but also with a type of client?
1: Um, we do not have discomfort <laughs> to, to work with only the clients that we, we wish to work for. Um, but we are trying, and I think that we are able to work with a variety of, of different clients. Mm-hmm. Um, these clients that are familiar with industrial design are sort of... Easier to handle uh, because they already know that design takes time uh, as well as any other stuff that uh, uh, is in common with developing a new product. It takes time. Um, And we have clients that uh, do not understand it yet.
0: Okay, so you wouldn't say that those clients differ? like uh, one being super technical uh, and the other being super let's say artistic or creative Mm -hmm. or whatever Um, but they more differ on whether they were went through the process before or not and if they did it's basically the same working with one or the other
1: yes some uh, sort of but the difference is when the the company approaches us from different perspective, when the company approaches us from the perspective of engineers mm-hmm. or people who have problem or technical problem, to, engineering solve, problem to solve, or yeah. engineering problem to solve, it's totally different approach. Yeah, than when we try to serve people who went from marketing, uh, the marketing.
0: So you're saying it's different when working with a person from an NPD department versus a person from a marketing department, basically because they're looking for other things.
1: Yes. Um, from when, when people from marketing approach us, they need something juicy and some something beautiful, Mm. just something that runs emotions Mm. in our client, not our clients in their Their clients. So, Um, They are more focused on um, how this product might be perceived by their clients. So the difference is that the marketing does not judge the project. Their their clients do. So um, this process is a little bit harder in terms of... uh, making a design or a stylistic that is okay with their clients. Or if the wow factor as mm-hmm. we, we, we tend to call it, um, is, uh, big or small, but for the customers of our client. Um, and when we are speaking with more technical, part of the company, like new product development, like R&D. Mm-hmm. Um, these engineering uh, requirements are usually more on the side of manufacturing costs. Okay. So they would like to take down the costs as much as possible, while still having the good design. Yeah, They are not, not the best. aiming at the best, yeah. they, they want to have the good design with still reasonable manufacturing costs. Mm. And the difference is that the difficulty lays in different sides. When mm. we have to make something that is bold as we have in our uh, claim, um, we can do this. But something bold also usually means more expensive to make. Um, it doesn't mean that it's more expensive than the competition, but it's more expensive than the product that is already on the market that is uh, manufactured by the company itself. Uh, and is
0: focused on production costs.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, because production costs usually um, uh, ruin the design. <laughs> <laughs> because you have to make something cheaper. Yeah. So you use cheaper tooling. You have to use cheaper uh, cheaper technologies to, to assemble the mm-hmm. thing. Uh, so the end product looks um, cheaper. Cheaper, yes. That's why it's not possible to have the product that looks expensive. And is cheap in manufacturing.
0: Yeah, but I, I assume, like you said, in, in some industries, it it doesn't necessarily need to look in a specific way. So consumer products need sometimes this wow factor that you mentioned. Um, industrial machinery uh, needs uh, this very solid, robust look, and uh, not to be too expensive in manufacturing in order in order to, in order to keep up with the competition. Yes. Um, And probably, I'm guessing here, that there are some industries where it's uh, looking cheap is good enough.
1: Yes, definitely, yes. Uh, They are not focused on aesthetics as much. But, um, of course, there's still a room for industrial design um, while thinking of product that is looking... Cheap and is cheap Mm. because the perfect example of uh, of the cheap achieving design or or the cheap designs in manufacturing is uh, IKEA, for example. Okay. Because they uh, strive or they do a lot of research, a lot of trials and errors to make the product uh, cheap, Mm. but still looks kind of good. Yeah. But it's not that easy as well, because uh, taking these costs down to the level of IKEA, for example, is uh, simply a matter of quantity.
0: Yeah, so mass production allows for... Yes. A unit to be lower, priced lower than with lower... Definitely, uh, yes.
1: ...amounts of uh, They can afford to put several hundreds of millions of dollars <laughs> yeah. to develop a Production set of line. products yeah. uh, that uh, that will be um, in the end, uh, cheap enough so that every one of us can afford it. But we can afford it because of the fact that it is
0: mass produced. Yeah, so it's sometimes, I, I, I guess it might seem especially for companies that are in for developing a new product. And it's their first rodeo, sort of, sort of speak that they see something on the market, they see it's cheap. So they assume probably they should also be able to make it cheap if they go to a design company, right?
1: Yes. And this is the wrong assumption because they have, uh, forgotten that behind these cheap products, there is a big brand yeah. that spends a lot of money into marketing and spends a lot of money into the production, um, efficiency, because when they do the production, they do it efficiently. Mm. You as a smaller company or as a manufacturer that is already, or, or almost at the beginning of this journey of making a product, you cannot expect to be competing with the price. Yeah. You have to compete with different values. You yeah. have to compete with functionality, um, but as well as most um, important things like rep- repairability. Repairability. <laughs> like, yes. Like you can repair the product that you that you manufacture. Because of course, sometimes mass production um, leads into uh, products that are w- single use. Yeah. And nowadays, um, it's not only important for our environment, but for the people to have products that can be repaired or refurbished. Yeah, sure. So that they can have their second or third life. Mm -hmm. So if you work on these values, and Industrial Design Studio can help you with that, um, you can have um, success, but of course on a smaller scale. Because you cannot measure the success of your product with such giants as IKEA, I don't know, Decathlon or something like this. Because it's not possible to compete with them with the price.
0: Sure. That must be uh, difficult to understand for some starting business women or men.
1: Yes. When you are starting the business, I've already uh, read a blog post about it, Mm -hmm. like you are a... Um, you are aiming to start your business mm-hmm. and you think that you can sell your product cheaper than your competition you didn't do your homework because yeah. this price is not a uh, it is not by surprise they have uh, precisely defined this price because yeah. of their marketing research or market research the target group the possibilities on the market that they are selling on and many different aspects
0: so you need to accept that you don't know a lot when yes,
1: starting when yeah. you are starting so
0: um,
1: we can help at least with product development we cannot help with marketing <laughs> because okay, it's it's different a different area of expertise yeah
0: sure um yeah. like uh, speaking of uh The manufacturing process uh, the cost of tooling or logistics or whatever um uh, when uh, you worked with clients from different uh, industries and some products made it to the market some products didn't uh, did working on those different uh, manufacturing processes basically knowing how a product will be manufactured by what sort of company or what sort of tooling will be used. Um, Does this also go into the uh, broadening broadening of your perspective when working with different clients? Like knowing the manufacturing process of industrial machinery, does it help with designing a medical device, a handheld medical device? Mm.
1: Sometimes in small details, yes. Because um we know we get to know different technologies that are new on the market, for example, five years ago, uh 3 d printing, which is totally uh observed in the world that mm-hmm. you can have 3 d printer at your home, you can prototype whatever you want
0: yeah, like five years ago you probably could have like a desktop printer
1: you could have yeah um. But five or seven years ago, um, something has changed in the area of manufacturing by 3D printing. Because um, several years ago, 3D printing was perceived as just as a prototype uh, Mm. technology. Nowadays, we've got uh, implementations of this technology into even mass production. Yeah. But of course. These are small details or things that mm, can be manufactured in, in different ways. For, for example, injection molding or vacuum casting or whatever it, whatever it is. But it's um, more economical to 3D print these mm-hmm. parts. Uh, so we tend to use these technologies from industrial machinery in uh consumer electronics for example we can 3d print a part that is not visible Mm -hmm. but is uh, that but can be for example customized can have uh, you can produce for example two thousand devices but uh, each hundred of them has different part inside yeah okay and you you can do this by injection molding, but it's expensive, um, more expensive than when you have um, th- these individual parts 3D printed. They are not visible to your eye, yeah.
0: So they're you don't part care. Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so you don't care, for example, about the surface treatment, because we are still, um, and this is something that has to has to change, I believe, uh, in our perception of good design. Mm-hmm. It is happening, but but not, yeah. and in a, such a scale that I wish that 3D printing and uh, surface finish mm-hmm. and our perception of the quality of the surface okay. uh, mm, should change because 3D printing does not produce the surface quality that uh, injection molding does. It's just not possible. Okay, uh, but it doesn't mean that this product is worse. It doesn't mean that this product doesn't serve a function mm-hmm. for you. It usually do it um, g- as good as the injection molded parts or even better because mm-hmm. it is um, manufactured without these big tooling uh, or this equipment, big tooling yeah. equipment that is really expensive. And when it
0: doesn't work, you have to have place to store it well you, you said before that three d printing is still uh, as an industrial solution a fairly new technology um, and it does produce a different kind of material, maybe like 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 it has its different stages of the maturity of the technology, like uh, knowing or getting used to the um, factor of the the structure of the surface maybe this is something that also needs time
1: it needs time it is uh, distilling into our reality Mm -hmm. because uh, some designers are focused just on 3d printing things Mm -hmm. Um, and they are showcasing the 3d printed objects that um, have these unique surface uh, finishes mm-hmm. that is produced by three D printing mm-hmm. because three D printing has its, you know, layerness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in a their, different in their appearance. But um, it, um, I think that it's going to change in the future. Um, it doesn't have to still be layer by la- by layer three D printing. So Sometimes I- it's going to be more like taking something out of a liquid and you get the finished Mm. part.
0: So it's like uh, with the technologies and other things you've mentioned before, uh, knowledge about different materials used in different industries uh, may also, mm, mm, with your experience, be moved to a different industry to be used maybe in a non-standard sort of way. And something might be standard in this industry and you might use it as an innovation in another. Yes, Yeah.
1: yes. Because innovating uh, today is not, I believe, I think, that it's not inventing something completely new that yeah. is out of this world. I think that these times have passed. Okay. Maybe We've they will inven- come back.
0: We've invented too many things. <laughs>
1: Yes, maybe maybe they will come back with uh, with changing some basic principles of physics, for example. Okay. Because um, the physics that we know already is in our minds for over hundreds of, hundreds of years. So we cannot extract any more from it. Yeah, uh, so of course, we need to go deeper. Yes, so of course we've got this quantum physics that is uh, taking a deeper look at smaller scale um, so that we can benefit from that as the, you know, even the processors today are
0: benefiting from the quantum physics. Yes, so, and, so what's, um, what's innovating today, in your opinion?
1: In my opinion, innovating today is merging ideas, mm. is bringing one idea from another industry, bringing a second idea from totally different industry and putting these ideas into the third one um, so that you can uh, make the small, um, small market or small branch of the, of, the, of the area that you are focused on
0: better with these external technologies. So basically, uh, like the old saying says, everything is a remix. Yeah, I guess.
1: I guess even the fashion.
0: Yeah, f- fashion for sure. It's the yeah.
1: p- perfect example and it's visual.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, I would like to go back to uh, when we talked about working with different types of clients, the mm-hmm. technical and the Artistic sort of type, the mm-hmm. uh, NPD department and the marketing department. Okay. Um. Uh, and somehow on that topic, how important for an engineer or an industrial designer or, or, or any kind of designer uh, is it to be to have to be able to communicate with those people who speak a different language, sort of because uh, i imagine that when either you're an engineer or an artist you're still in the the business Mm. in different industries with different types of people so i wanted to talk about about communication and how to communicate with those clients okay
1: the question is more about the overall experience that you get as a uh, as a specialist as a professionalist, Mm -hmm. Because what I've learned, you can, okay, I am an industrial designer. But um, at the beginning of my career, I wasn't the industrial designer, I was uh, more sort of technical, Mm, I was a constructor, Mm -hmm. I was a, a guy that was helping salesman to sell some products Um, and what I've learned during this period of time that communication is the most important part of every professional uh, worker okay because if you cannot communicate effectively effectively with your uh, team or client You will not get the results that are Mm. expected. Okay. So yes, your your question is really important, and answer for this question is that the communication is the most important.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. So is it sort is the communicating the the skill of communicating effectively? Uh, Is it like in our team also some people? feel better communicating with the technical engineers and some feel better communicating with the marketing engineers is uh, is it also something like having a uh, preferred or favorite um, industry or mm-hmm. type of project
1: um yes of course we do uh we do not specialize in speaking with people <laughs> Yeah. But we have to
0: be. Uh, but damn it, we have to do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, some kind of of uh, of communication is uh, is a tool in in the hand of every designer or mm-hmm. every every salesman. Mm, so when we speak uh, with uh, with uh, marketing departments, uh, we usually tend to speak with uh, with the business developer. Mm-hmm. So, so the business developer side of our company is is uh, approaching these clients but when the talk is uh, turning more into specific topic or the more technical topic yeah um, the 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 business development uh, asks for help yeah they can deliver yeah Uh, they cannot answer these questions which probably can be answered by each of us each of the designers that we have Mm, But of course, when we are speaking about the specific industry, like uh, I'm more specialized in surface design. Mm -hmm. So when we are going to surface something like um, more stylistic or more, um, or these surfaces just have to be neat um, Mm -hmm. or neat to to make a mold out of it, Mm -hmm. Um, so that we are speaking about surfacing we are speaking about different aspects of it but when we are speaking about uh, technology to ma- to manufacture uh sheet metal yeah it's it's also something that you can ex- be expert in um our clients speak with different uh, with someone else from the with team. someone else okay. uh, from from our team
0: because so, simply they have a more common language and uh, Understand each other. Yes,
1: better. they understand each other. They can um, operate on different level of communication. This level is more, um, more technical, more deep. We, we, we as designers can speak with everyone. I think <laughs> mm-hmm. about um, about the big picture of each technology, of each uh, of each uh, design style, for example. Yeah. Um, because we are open-minded, but when when the thing comes more into the technical side of the uh, mm, of the project, we have to take the most ex- the, the most experienced guy from mm-hmm. our team to help us uh, with this specific yeah uh, I don't know topic question
0: yeah well whatever. Uh, as you know, my previous experience was also in the creative industry, but not in industrial design. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to working with clients, my perspective was always, um, no matter how good a job you'll do, if you fail at communicating with your client, the project will be dead anyway. So you can be on time, you can do a good project, but if you can't find a, uh, a thread between you and the client, and you will, then you will go into the spiral of arguing on details that may be not important or may, be, may have a very simple solution. I always thought that communication, like you said, so I agree with you, is the basic of any creative work, the basis.
1: I think, yes. Yeah. It's something that when you cannot communicate effectively, you will not sell, not in the sense of money. Yeah. You will not sell your idea. Exactly. Um, and if and you this, are, it,
0: it is important for for a designer, right? Because you you might be so in love with your idea, you might be you might have great arguments that your idea is the best possible solution at the point at this moment. But if you won't communicate it, like you said, in the right way, someone on the other side might think that. I don't like this guy. I'm not going to like his design either. Um, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. it's possible. It's possible. But um,
1: there's something that is a um, derivative of your, uh, of your sentence, because when we as designers fall in love in with our project, yeah, it's a crash prediction
0: you're already doomed
1: (laughs) Uh, yes because you cannot fall in love with your project Uh, (laughs) Uh, yeah i i know that we tend to uh, like our babies (laughs) because it's uh it's our creative work it's our time it's part of our life but when we fell in love with one project project of another or, or another of course i've got my favorites but I didn't fall
0: in love with them, because each love is harsh. Yeah, <laughs> it, in, you know, uh, it's not going to go well with YouTube. But in my previous in my previous company, we used to say that you you, know, you need to learn to kill your babies. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> something like this.
0: <laughs> yes, you have to be uh, as
1: objective as possible. Of course, within the uh, within within some constraints yeah, that you have some margin, yeah. um but but still you have to sell this idea or your idea your concept your project your um your s- small piece of work that you have uh, put into this bigger project maybe uh you, you you should sell it like you have loved it <laughs> mm. but you cannot fall in love yeah uh, because
0: Ah, fake love
1: something something after the presentation might happen like that might ruin your whole idea like the client says okay it's good but I
0: don't like it yeah and it's okay, that's, but not okay enough. That's his <laughs> feedback.
1: And what do you do with it? <laughs> of course, when you are more experienced, you you are mm, asking not questions. taking it for granted. You are yeah. just asking questions. Why do you don't like it? Why there is something that maybe we have missed something? Sometimes after this, I don't like it, uh, uh, something that is miss, mm, not misspelled, but is not articulated articulated, uh, clearly is just after the sentence and you if you don't ask a question you won't have this simple answer for example i don't like this color if it would be in black or in i don't know gray ish it would be okay Okay. (laughs) yeah so sometimes those little things are um ruining uh, the design from your perspective but the client has its own perspective yeah sure and you know he's paying you (laughs) so sometimes it's good to um take his word as the
0: most important one do you think your team could work uh could design for any industry i believe yes yeah
1: when we have uh, a good team from the client or when the our client has a team that is open-minded and he uh, and this team wants to deliver something good or better
0: than they have already and they preferably have an experience in the designing process
1: definitely we cannot design in in the void we have to design uh, with people for people. Uh, and I believe that when, uh, meeting these criterias, um, is, is on a good, on a good level, we can, um, develop product in every brand or every market possible.
0: Great. Okay. Well, thanks a lot for the talk today um we were talking about being a versatile product designer i i think we've touched a lot of interesting interesting topics on that so till next time i guess
1: till next time thank you cool thank you
0: Thank you for listening. I hope you did enjoy this episode. If you want to check out more from Ideology, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify and popular podcast platforms. Of course, if you're looking to develop a new product, you can find us at MindSailors.com.